0: We have boys and girls that are just chomping at the bit. They cannot wait to go er, learn from God's Word and to read about it. So we want to send them off to children in worship. Enviamos a los niños, a niños en adoración. And we bless them on that. And the rest of us, as I said, we're uh, wrapping up this series on classic sunrise vision values. And our scripture to help us do that is taken from the gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 6, verses 34 to 44. Vamos a leer de Marcos 6, 34 a 44. If you look on the screen, there's some page numbers that are uh, configured to the Bibles in the back. We have some Bibles that you are welcome to use and even take home. Uh, That's what that page number is about. La página, la pantalla indica dónde está el texto en las Biblias de atrás que pueden usar y hasta llevarse. I want to read this scripture first in English, and then we'll read it again in Spanish so that everyone can understand the story. Vamos a leer primero en inglés, después en español. So what we have here is the good news of our Lord Jesus. Son las buenas noticias del Señor Jesús. And this is what it says. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like Sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than a half year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread? And give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. Cuando Jesús desembarcó y vio tanta gente, tuvo compasión de ellos porque eran como ovejas sin pastor. Así que comenzó a enseñarles muchas cosas cuando ya se hizo tarde se le acercaron sus discípulos y le dijeron este es un lugar apartado ya es muy tarde despide a la gente para que vayan a los campos y pueblos cercanos y se compren algo de comer denles ustedes mismos de comer contestó Jesús eso costaría casi un año de trabajo objetaron quieres que vayamos y gastemos todo ese dinero en pan para darles de comer ¿Cuántos panes tienen ustedes? Preguntó, vayan a ver Después de averiguarlo le dijeron cinco y dos pescados Entonces les mandó que hicieran que la gente se sentara por grupos sobre la hierba verde Así que ellos se acomodaron en grupos de cien y de cincuenta Jesús tomó los cinco panes y los dos pescados y mirando al cielo los bendijo Luego partió los panes y se los dio a sus discípulos para que se los repartieran a la gente También repartió los dos pescados entre todos. Comieron todos hasta quedar satisfechos y los discípulos recogieron doce canastas llenas de pedazos de pan y de pescado. Los que comieron fueron cinco mil. So, it's been a busy summer and I don't know if you know this, but this summer, the spring and summer at sunrise, we have been able to witness, and to welcome at least four miracles. There's been four miracles at this church this summer. Ha habido cuatro milagros en la iglesia este Their names are Mark, Adeline, Lincoln, and Mila. Did I miss anybody? I think we have a baby watch going on right now, and I don't know what happened there, but we might have another one coming, okay? Four miracles. Hemos tenido cuatro bebés en esta iglesia. Think about this for a minute. God takes two unique human beings, a man and a woman, and he uses them to reproduce another unique human being. Dios usa dos seres humanos únicos, hombre y mujer, para producir otro ser humano único. That new human being has a unique genetic code that is unlike any other person who's ever lived. That person has a unique DNA, ese bebé tiene un ADN, un código genético único. In fact, scientists tell us that uh, the DNA molecule is really, in a very real sense, just one big, long, complex word. It's a string of chemical letters that in the end spell out that person. La molécula de ADN es como una palabra compleja y larga de de, de letras químicas. And so, in a sense, when a person is born, when a person is conceived and created, God is speaking this long word. We know, as Christians, that such an intelligent, complex word could not come randomly from nothing. Una palabra tan compleja no viene de la pura nada. It has to come from an intelligent word almighty God and he speaks a person into life because that's what God's been doing from the beginning. God spoke and what happened? The universe was created. Dios habla para que exista esa persona porque Dios habla y crea siempre. And and so what we're talking about here is the amazing miracle of reproduction the amazing miracle of multiplication se trata del milagro de la multiplicación and it is built in it's written into the very fabric of the entire universe está íntegro este milagro de la multiplicación a todo el universo in fact, if we go back to the very beginning of the Bible, we find this in Genesis chapter 1, beginning in verse 11. This miracle of reproduction, of multiplication is lined out for us. Genesis 1, 11, God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, trees, etc., According to their various kinds. Dijo Dios que hay vegetación sobre la tierra según su especie. So this this idea of multiplication is it's built into the plants. Es integro a las plantas este milagro. But that's not all. It's also in the fish and, and the animals of the sea. If you go down to Genesis one twenty one, está los animales marinos. It says God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems according to their kinds. In other words, they kept reproducing according to their kind. Creó Dios los grandes animales marinos según su especie se reproducían. It's in the birds, same thing, it says the birds were created to reproduce, multiply according to their kinds. Las aves se multiplicaban según su especie. And then you go down to verse 24, and God said let the land produce living creatures, animals on the earth according to their Kinds, dijo Dios, que produzca la tierra seres vivientes según su especie. This is the miracle of multiplication and the, the way this miracle works is like produces like according to its kind. Cada cosa se multiplica según su especie. God speaks and what happens? Plants. Multiply and reproduce plants. Las plantas multiplican y, y hacen plantas. Uh, birds multiply, they reproduce birds. Fish reproduce fish. Reptiles reproduce reptiles. Mammals reproduce mammals. Los reptiles, los mamíferos se reproducen y se multiplican según su especie. Everything according to its kind. God speaks that into the creation. The power to multiply. Es el poder de la multiplicación. But then, as we go further in Genesis chapter 1, we see an even greater miracle. Hay un milagro más grande. God speaks into human beings. And he not only gives them the ability to multiply according to their kind, he gives human beings the ability to multiply, in a sense, according to his kind. According to God's kind, les da los seres humanos poder de multiplicarse según su especie, pero también según la especie de Dios. Look at Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Dijo, hagamos a ser humano a nuestra imagen y semejanza. In Genesis 1.28, God blessed them. He blessed the first human beings, blessed Adam and Eve, and he said to them, What do he say? Be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Dios dice, sean fructíferos y multiplíquense. Llenen la tierra y sometanla. So here's the thing, the, the miracle of human reproduction and multiplication is not just that every single person in this room is made in the image of their parents. Every single person is... Created in the image of God. No solo somos creados a imagen de nuestros padres, sino a imagen de Dios. Now with that in mind, with that background in mind, we flip over to Mark chapter 6. And this amazing story of Jesus and this hungry crowd. He arrives on the shore of Lake Galilee. And there's this massive crowd. Vemos en Marcos 6 esta historia de la multitud hambrienta. And they are hungry for God. They're hungry for the word of God. They're hungry for the good news. They're they're hungry for a shepherd. It says they have no shepherd to lead them. They're hungry for a connection with the Lord. Están hambrientos de una conexión con Dios, de un pastor, de la palabra de Dios. And guess what? Jesus feeds them. Jesús les da de comer. He feeds them by Teaching them many things, it says. Les enseña muchas cosas. He teaches them about the kingdom of God, about the reality of God. But as Jesus feeds them spiritually, he recognizes that not only do they have a spiritual hunger, they actually, as human beings, have a physical hunger as well. Tienen hambre espiritual, pero también física. And so in verse 37, he turns around to his disciples and he says to them, Hey, you guys, you give them something to eat. Dice sus discípulos, ustedes mismos, denles de comer. And the disciples are a little bit taken aback because there's 5,000 men here plus women and children. It's quite a crowd. más mujeres, niños. How are we going to get this done? I mean, that would take at least six to eight months of our hard-working wages to buy just a little meal for them. Tendríamos que trabajar más meses para darles de comer. How are we going to do this? ¿Cómo vamos a hacer esto? Notice what Jesus does and what he doesn't do. He doesn't say, well, then get cracking, start a GoFundMe page, right? Get all the money you can, you know, go out and and get some people to contribute. Él no dice que vayan a recaudar fondos. He doesn't say that. He just says, what do you have? ¿Qué tienen a mano? Go and see. How much bread do you have? ¿Cuánto pan tienen? It's not much. It's five loaves possibly a barley, we don't know for sure, and two fish, son cinco panes, a la mejor de cebada, y dos pescados. That's enough for maybe one person, maybe two people if they share and skimp a little bit. And in the disciples' hands, it's not going anywhere, right? That's nothing. En las manos de los discípulos no es nada. But you see, Jesus' hands are different. Las manos de Jesús son diferentes. We have to remind ourselves who Jesus is here. Jesus' hands are unique because these are not only human hands. These are the hands of the eternal Son of God. Son las manos del Dios eterno, el Hijo. And the Bible tells us who the Son is. The Bible tells us that at the very dawn of creation, when God spoke out and said, let there be light, the eternal Son of God was the power behind that word to make the light come into existence. Cuando Dios dijo que hay luz, Él era el poder detrás de esa luz. Think about it. When God said in Genesis 1, let the plants multiply... The Son of God was the power behind that command to actually make the plants multiply. Cuando dijo que las plantas multipliquen, el Hijo era el poder detrás de ese mandato para que multiplicaran. When when God said, let the fish... Fill the oceans and the rivers and the lakes and multiply. The Son of God was the power that actually made it happen. Cuando dijo que multipliquen los peces, así el Hijo era poder detrás ese mandato también. And now this is the same one who as God in the flesh is holding the barley and the fish in his hands. Él tiene sus manos la cebada. Uh, C.S. Lewis, a noted author, wrote a book about miracles, and he's writing about this particular miracle. In su libro de milagros, C.S. Lewis dice algo. He says something pretty powerful. He says, what we see here is Jesus does in this story on a small scale what God has been doing always on a grand scale. Jesús hace a menor escala lo que Dios siempre ha estado haciendo a gran escala. What does he mean by that? Well, think about it. Up until this day, all the wheat in the fields have been multiplying, and the barley in the fields have been multiplying all over the world. They are fruitful and they keep multiplying because of God's power. El trigo y se multiplican por todos lados en el mundo por el poder de Dios. All the fish in the rivers and lakes and oceans keep multiplying Under the power of God, it's been happening since day one. It's happening right now. You can go fishing. Some of us like to, right? They're there. Dios está detrás de la multiplicación de los peces en todos los lagos y los océanos. And now the same power of God who's done that and is doing that is holding those five loaves and two fish. So let's look at what happens in verse 41. It says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. He blessed it and broke the loaves. Jesús tomó los cinco panes y los pescados y mirando al cielo los bendijo. Luego partió los panes y se los dio a sus discípulos. And then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He looks to heaven, the Son of God, made man he looks to heaven blesses and breaks this lunch this ordinary meal and then it goes from his hands into the hands of his disciples to go into the hands of the hungry people va de las manos de Jesús a las manos de los discípulos a las manos de las personas and it says here, they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. They each got a doggy bag as well. I mean, it's incredible. Comieron todos hasta quedar satisfechos. Y los discípulos recogieron doce canastas llenas de pedazos de pan y de pescado. It's the miracle of multiplication. But when it's in the hands of Jesus, it's what you would expect. It's a milagro de la multiplicación. It's what God wants to do always. And what Jesus here uh, does with bread and fish, He also wants to do in a new way with his followers. He wants to do this with us. Okay, hace companies y pescados quiere hacerlo con nosotros. Again, we go back to Adam and Eve, and we find Adam and Eve were used by God to set the pattern right. Adam and Eve were fruitful; they multiplied people. Adam y Eva multiplicaron personas. Were at birth to and multiplied sin in our world and ever since sin has spread like wildfire it affects and it infects all of us it's like stage 4 cancer it's just all over the place it's rampant luz el pecado que se reprodujo se multiplicó para llenar el mundo como cáncer de etapa but Jesus has come to counteract that Jesus has come to multiply something else Jesus has come to give birth to and multiply forgiveness, healing, and eternal life. Adam and Eve brought sin, evil, death, pain, suffering through sin. Por pecado, Adam y Eva trajeron sufrimiento y pecado y mal. Jesus comes to multiply life. Él viene a multiplicar la vida. Look with me at... Romans chapter 5, verse 17 in the Bible, Romanos 5, 17. This is what it says. If by the trespass of the one man, that's Adam, death reigned through that one man, how much more... Well, those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Si por la transgresión de un solo hombre, Adán reino la muerte, con mayor razón los que reciben en abundancia la gracia y el don de justicia, reinarán en vida por medio de un solo hombre, Jesucristo. What's it saying? It's saying, Adam gave birth to sin and death. Jesus comes to give birth to forgiveness, healing, and life. Adán y Eva dieron la luz, pecado y muerte. Jesús a perdón y vida eterna. Jesús comes y he goes to the cross, and by dying on the cross, by rising from the dead, he initiates God's new creation. Jesús en la muerte y la resurrección inicia la nueva creación de Dios. In a sense, by dying on the cross and rising from the dead, Jesus speaks out a new word into the world. Jesus habla un nuevo verbo, una nueva palabra. What does he say? He says, let there be life. Eternal life. Que haya luz. Que haya vida eterna. And this is what he's all about. Starting a new creation, new birth, and he wants to start that in people. Like you and me. Él quiere comenzar But here's the really amazing, cool thing. Jesus does not only bring this and have it in his hands. He actually wants to put it in our hands so that we become a part like the disciples were. We are cooperating with him in bringing this new life and bringing multiplication of this new creation into the world. Él quiere poner en nuestras manos esta nueva vida para que podamos multiplicarla en este mundo. In other words, we are born again, we are made new through Jesus Christ, so that we can be created not only in the image of God, but we are now recreated in the image of Christ. And we go out with Him to touch others with the same desire and the same hope, that they become new creatures in Christ. Nosotros nos hacemos nuevas criaturas a imagen de Cristo para tocar a otros. Again, the Bible talks about this in so many places, but 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49 is, is really key. 1 Corinthians 15, 49, it says, Just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, that's Adam, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. That's Jesus if you trusted in Christ like Thomas did this morning you're being remade in the image of Jesus we've had the image of Adam that resulted in sin Jesus results in life Adam, la imagen de Adam resulta en pecado pero la la imagen de Cristo resulta en vida and so this is the plan that he wants this new creation to start taking root and spreading through our world and he puts it in our hands to be a part of that. What we're talking about here is the classic sunrise value of being a multiplying community. Se trata de ser una comunidad multiplicadora en la iglesia. That's what Jesus does in the church. It means that you know, just as Adam and Eve were sent into the world to be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth, Jesus takes this group of people called the church and he says basically the same thing. Como Adán y Eva fueron a multiplicarse y ser Jesús hace lo mismo con nosotros. In Matthew chapter 28, we see it. When Adam and Eve were created, God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And then in Matthew 28, what does Jesus say to his disciples? He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth with new people made in my image. Vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, dice. Sean fructíferos, multipliquense. That's the vision. It's the vision of Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. That John had as la visión de Apocalipsis 7:9 John is seeing heaven and he says there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. That's Jesus. Miré dice Juan en Apocalipsis y apareció una multitud tomada de todas las naciones, tribus, pueblos y lenguas era tan grande que nadie podía contarla delante del trono y del cordero. You know what that vision is for? That's for God to have a big family. God wants to fill all of the new heavens and the new earth with new people made in the image of Jesus Christ. Dios quiere llenar la nueva tierra y el nuevo cielo con personas hechas a imagen de Jesús. And we're called into that. And so what we've said from the beginning of Sunrise is that God wants to use all of us in this project. What we've said is that being a multiplying community means that if we are in tune and following Jesus in our ordinary lives, like should reproduce like. Si seguimos a Jesús, debemos reproducirnos según nuestra especie. In other words... Ordinary, everyday followers of Jesus should reproduce followers of Jesus. That's not for specialists. That's for everybody. Seguidores de Jesús deben reproducir a otros seguidores de Jesús. If you've got a group that's gathered and worshiping Jesus, you should be able to reproduce another group. Leaders in the church should be able to reproduce other leaders. Pastors should be able to reproduce other pastors. Leaders reproducing leaders. Pastores, pastores. Churches, ordinary churches should be able to reproduce other churches. Guess what? That's something we've had the joy of being a part of. Not only planting a mago church down the road, but helping and, and to plant at least four or five other churches in different places. Las iglesias reproducing iglesias. And so what this means is that we need to get away from the mentality that there is an expert who does multiplication, like a queen bee, and the rest of us were just drones. That's not true. No hay un experto para hacer esto. Let me ask you a question. Which do you think is better? ¿Cuál es mejor? A super evangelist who can make a new believer in Jesus every single day or one ordinary disciple who can help to reproduce another ordinary disciple in a year and then that disciple reproduces another disciple in a year and everybody in just one year is touching one person. ¿Cuál es mejor, un super evangelista que convierte a una persona cada día o un discípulo que solo hace otro discípulo cada año y ellos hacen discípulos después? Now, at the beginning of Sunrise, I can remember very well showing our initial group, our core group, this chart. I want to look at this chart. Here's the comparison, okay? Here's the super Billy Graham on the one side, the one who, who makes a new believer every day. Now, those new believers don't make believers, just the evangelist. El evangelista que hace tres o un creyente cada día. Now on the other side, you'll see one disciple who makes just one other disciple a year. And you see year one through five, not even com, uh, close, not even, uh, even a comparison. Go to the next slide. Years 6 through 10, look at this. The super evangelist is winning the day. Look at all the believers. meeting. el super evangelista gana. Let's go to the next chart. Years 11 and 12. At year 12, look at it. Starts to flip. Year 13, 14, 15. What's winning the day? The ordinary disciples who simply reproduce God's love in another person once a year. You see, that's the power of multiplication. On one side, you've just got addition. Add a believer a day. The other side is the power of multiplication, of reproduction. Una es sumar, el otro es multiplicar. That's what we're talking about. You see, we can't change anybody, can we? We can't uh, save anybody, we can't transform anybody, Thomas talked about people who've been a part of his walk, but frankly, I didn't change Thomas, and Greg didn't change Thomas, nobody did except one person, in our hands, we can't change anybody, but in Jesus' hands, things start to live, right? It's in the hands of Jesus, and so we in the church... We are invited to be a part of the miracle of multiplication. And how do we do that? Well, we got to do what the disciples had to do. They had to take that ordinary lunch and put it in the hands of Jesus. Tenemos que ponernos en las manos de Jesús. We simply bring ourselves to Jesus and we say, Lord, bless us and break us. Make us like The five loaves and the two fishes. Bless us and break us and use us. Nos ponemos en manos de Jesús para que nos bendiga y nos rompa para luego repartirnos a las personas. That's what God wants to do with us. That's the miracle of multiplication. And at the very beginning of sunrise, we said if we will just come to Jesus with our ordinary lunch, our ordinary lives, and put it in his hands and say, Lord, just use me the way you want. If we will do that, God could use us to reach even 5,000 families for Christ. Just like Jesus fed the multitudes with the five, breads, five loaves of bread and the two fish. Hemos dicho que si nos ponemos en manos de Jesús para que nos use, podemos tocar a familias. Now, I want to be clear about what that means. When we said we want to reach 5,000 families, we never ever meant that someday we're going to have this massive building with 5,000 seats in it, and it's going to be awesome. We never dreamed of that. Nunca soñamos con un edificio con 5,000 asientos. That was never the vision. The vision is not to have a big seating capacity. The vision is to have a big sending capacity. La visión no es una capacidad grande de sillones, sino de de enviar a personas. That means that we just give away what we've got. We send out what we have. It's been happening since the beginning of Sunrise, and we really haven't been counting it, but it's been happening. I just got an email this past week from somebody, some of you may know. His name's Anthony Vanderskaff. Anthony was eight years old when we started Sunrise. There's Anthony and his wife, Brianna. Uh, Recibí un email de él. Anthony, some years ago, graduated from seminary, and he is set to become the lead pastor of a church in Michigan. He came out of sunrise. See, our fruit is growing on other trees. That's the beauty of it, right? Nuestro fruto crece en otros árboles. Él va a ser pastor en una iglesia. Yeah, that's worth praising God. And that's just one. That's just one. There there are people who have been sent out to be worship leaders and school teachers and and just awesome moms and dads and community members and witnesses for Jesus all over the place. Somewhere in about the next year, what's going to happen? You're going to send this ordinary guy and my wife and family out so that we can be a part of that, just to multiply. Where we go, we just want to be used for God's glory. Van enviar a mi esposa en este plan también. So, we've got to understand what the goal is. In Acts chapter 2, what do we find? In in the beginning of Acts chapter 2, we have 120 Christians, the total of the whole church, in one room, about this big. And they're praying in this upper room. And, hay 120 cristianos. And then what happens? They get into the hands of Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes down upon them. And the church explodes. And they go outside of those four walls into the world. Después de se derrama Espíritu Santo y van fuera de las cuatro paredes al mundo. And that movement, that multiplication is reaching right here today. Martín said that about about that last week. that, That we're actually in that line of reproduction from those first 120 people. Somos parte de ese grupo, conectados con ellos. I look around here, and I don't know how many of us are here today, but probably about 120, give or take. Somos 120, más o menos. What could God do? What could the Holy Spirit do if we just simply take our ordinary lives and put them in Jesus' hands and say, Here I am? ¿Cómo sería Dios si nos pusiéramos en manos de Jesús? What if we were to just ask Jesus to bless us? Bless us with His forgiveness, bless us with His love, with His encouragement, with His power. ¿Cómo sería si le what would it be like if we were broken? ¿Cómo sería ser y rotos ante Jesús? Broken of, of sin. Broken of addiction. Broken of pride. Broken of selfishness. Broken of of faithlessness and hopelessness. All those things that are worthless. ¿Cómo sería estar rotos del pecado, la adicción, el egoismo y tal? What could God do? That's the miracle we're talking about. And as we wrap up this morning, I can't think of anything better for us to do than to live into this By simply coming to Jesus and putting ourselves in his hands. Queremos ponernos en manos de Jesús. And so here's what I'd like to invite us to. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And we would like to just have a special time of prayer. And we're going to have some people just standing up and kind of circling our worship center. And they are going to be available for you to go and pray with them. To just come and put yourself in Jesus' hands. Vamos a tener a personas listas para orar con ustedes. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you some simple instructions. If you have a need to be put into Jesus' hands today, I want to invite you just to go to one of those persons and and do two things. One, say your name. My name is Russ. And then one word, not a hundred words, just one word, what do you need prayer for? Forgiveness, encouragement, healing, courage. Quiero que digan una, que den su nombre y después una palabra de que necesitan oración. Para qué? Ánimo, perdón, sanidad. And those people are going to pray. They don't need to know your life story. They're not nosy and they're not going to do anything weird. They're just going to love you and pray for you. So I'd like to have our prayer team Please get up and and go to those places And uh, and I'm going to invite the worship team To sing And come Put yourself in the hands of Jesus That's where we all want to be Because that's where The miracle of multiplication Takes place Vamos a ponernos en manos de Jesús Porque ahí ocurre el milagro De la multiplicación